This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. The voices and opinions from this podcast do not represent the teams, the players, or the organizations, or our very special guests work for. OIW Podcast Network proudly brings to you the Mascot Support Group Podcast with their hosts, Joseph, Charlie, and Irving. Ladies and gentlemen, Mascot Nation, welcome back to the furriest and the fuzziest show on the web. This is the Mascot Support Group Podcast. I am one of your hosts, JMB, from the city, from the Lone Star State, and a very, very depressed Dallas Cowboys fan. But we'll get to that. Um, And of course, join me alongside are my co-hosts, Charlie Bruno, the mascot dude from the Sunshine State. We also got join us Crystal from the coast, as always. And then we also got one of my very good friends in the community, Matt Bingle, Marty Monster. How we doing? Hello, hello. Getting shot, man. What? Hi, folks. Hi there. there good to be back. Yeah, you can hello, break the fourth wall. It's fine. Yes. All right. Yes. And so, before, we begin, before we good begin, to be back. Um, we just want to let everyone know, uh, as we all know, education is very important. On this episode, yeah. Irving cannot join us. Um, he had to get some of his homework done. So we're proud of him for opening his education first ahead, yeah. um, over the podcast. And, and of course, um, for those that are wanting about um, Mascot of the Week with Professor Payton, you'll be able to find that on our social media pages. So what we're going to be doing for this episode is... We're going to be ranking the NFL stadiums, first impressions of it, like we did with our previous ones. So what's going to happen is uh, this time I'm going to moderate it. Then uh, I'm just going to name out the stadium, give you a little facts about uh, the, the capacity and when it opened. And we're just going to see where everyone puts, puts the stadium in the list, listing. That's right. First, and, but before we do that, yes. Um, JMB has changed. Uh, has so many different podcast personalities, and when it comes to predicting things, he is a wizard. So, That's right. Um, this is J. This is the wizard of West Texas. JMB's picks of the week and all predictions for week three of the NFL season. That's right. So last week, unfortunately, the wizard wasn't as magical as usual as my predictions went seven and nine last week. Uh, so basically what you can call a, a typical Detroit Lions season. No, but no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Detroit fans. But anyway, um, so kicking off in week three, we have Thursday night football with a rivalry with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Who do you guys have taken this one? No, I'll go first with this one. The game is being played in Cleveland, but I have Pittsburgh winning this one. Because not everything in Cleveland walks. Marty Crystal? Being a a proud uh, tartan from Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh, 
I have to go with my Steelers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go the Steelers on this one as well. It looks like I'm gonna be the difference on this one. Um, now normally I would have picked the Steelers, but after the last two weeks, the Steelers' offense has looked absolutely atrocious and it is going nowhere with Mitchell Trubisky, one of the biggest busts in the NFL draft history. And even though the defense can do some damage, you are without TJ Watt. So you're losing a huge piece of your defense. It's a notable hole. So they had a close game with the Jets last week. So I'm going to give the edge to Cleveland, you know, also with the home crowd. All right. So oh, wait, Sunday, wait, 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 quick. You know what? That's, that's killed two birds with one stone. All right. Okay. We're going to wink the stadiums at the same time. No, oh. no, 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 no. Let, let's let you're, you're let's just go to the picks and then, and then we'll get to the rankings. Okay. Say, that's going to be too confusing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Sunday night football. I'm sorry. Not, not, not Sunday night football. I'm sorry. Sunday of the Sunday afternoon. Uh, one of the first games we have, we have the reigning number one team in the league right now. And my Super Bowl pick, the Buffalo Bills. On the road, taking on the Miami Dolphins. Who do you guys have with this one? Oh, that's that's going to be a really tough one, honestly. Charlie, I swear to God. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Because after their impressive win against the Ravens, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, um, I, I have to go with my Dolphins. I knew it. E- even that, one of the greatest FAU um football players um um murder singletary is with buffalo it's it's a tough one because i um murder is such an amazing um football player so nice um and he he loves fau he loved he loved playing there and we uh, i i have this book my one of my owl alum but I'm a diehard Dolphin fan, and after that Ravens, uh, after that win over the Ravens, I think the momentum will be in Miami. Marty Crystal, please make sense of this. That's that's uh, honestly that's a really really tough one. Uh, the Dolphins are coming out of one of the biggest comebacks in quite some time against the Baltimore Ravens. That's because oh, the defense no. sucked. Defense didn't even show up at home. Of course not. Typical, but I mean the, the the Bills are a hell of a team. I I gotta go Buffalo on this one. Thank you, Crystal. Wait, I gotta go wait, Buffalo. Wait five seconds. All right, one, Uh-oh. two, three, four, five. Damn, still not back. <laughs> wait, I think you need to do it like the count. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for Crystal. This is a no-brainer. Okay. Tua had a fantastic game. Okay, it, it was a great comeback. Tyreek Hill is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, okay, was, okay, it, I'm it, back, I'm back. Okay, go ahead, Crystal. I hold in my hand my one of my pride and present my pride possessions, and that is an official Don Shula football. Mm. From, when I, 
from when I worked with him on some media stuff and helped run AV towards, towards the last few years of his life when he was still speaking, doing speaking engagements, he gifted me this football. So whenever you ask me who's going to win against the Dolphins, I have to go with the Dolphins. Right. Uh, are, are you okay. really going there? Right. So, so okay. So anyway. Wait, if she's really going there, I have to go there as well. Oh. Let's go. Howard like Schallenberger. Uh, okay, I see, I see. Anyway, so, like I said, Tyreek Hill like, is a great wide receiver. Facts. None of this superstition. Jalen Waddle <laughs> is becoming one of the best, you know, uh, draft picks that came out of the 2021 draft. He, he's looked extremely impressive. However, the Titans were made an example of to the entire league. So, if you are not in the notion that the Bills are the best team and the number one team in the country, then you need to get on the boat fast because this is going to be an absolute slaughter for Buffalo, okay? This one isn't even going to be close. So, yeah, Buffalo all the way. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals going on the road to play the New York Jets, the J-E-T-S. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Sucks, sucks, sucks. All right, who do you guys got? You already know where I'm going. Cincinnati. Yep. Okay, Marty. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm going with Cincinnati as well. But first, no, I want to say, sorry, Phil. No, he's not. <laughs> I have no clue. No clue. I don't have a, a dog in that one. Okay. Um, okay, so with me, obviously, the Bengals lost to the Dallas Cowboys. How in the world do you blow that drive when you have Joe Burrow under center? Okay, sorry. Anyway, um, so Jets, um, yeah, for some reason, someone activated playoff 2014 Joe Flacco on his helmet, or 2012, whatever year it was. They brought back Super Bowl Joe Flacco for some reason. Um, so the Jets actually kind of looked impressive, I will admit. But I am still going with Cincinnati because I don't believe that they're going to go home three. Like, like Cincinnati has to get a win. Okay, next up, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Tennessee Titans. Who do you guys got? Well, Vegas seems to be winning everything right now, so let's go with the Raiders. You know what? I'm thinking the same thing. With that being said, congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces in winning their very first WNBA championship and one of the first yes. major professional championships in the city of Las Vegas. Because we all know UNLV did win the national championship in basketball in the 90s. So, mm-hmm. Isn't this the Aces' first year, too? I think second year. Mm-hmm. Second or third year, so. Impressive. So are you guys all going Vegas? <laughs> yep. I'm going. Yeah, I'm. I'm going Vegas. Not very much. Though, so I, I am also going Vegas. And while I'm at it, I want to give a shout out to and a big congratulations to former Dallas Sidekicks dancer Sierra for making her debut as an NFL cheerleader. 
this past week in her home regular season debut. Once a sidekick, always a sidekick. That's the reason why we are the number one team in the NASL. But anyway, uh, I am going with the Las Vegas Raiders after a heartbreaking overtime loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, And as far as Tennessee goes, I mean, uh, the Malik Willis era has kicked off uh, with him under center as Ryan Tannehill threw two interceptions uh, against the Buffalo Bills. So pretty much Tennessee has just been slaughtered the past two weeks by both the Giants and the Bills. And pretty much the Raiders are just going to pick the bones. So, yeah, uh, Vegas uh, for the win here uh, to finally get their first one of the season. All right, uh, moving on to the New Orleans Saints going on the road against the Carolina Panthers. So you guys got? I'm going to say – go ahead, Crystal. I'm going Panthers. They had a little shakeup in the offseason, you know, with the quarterback situation. So we'll see how it goes. I'm I, I'm a root for the Panthers this week. Hmm. I know it's a it, 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 this is a toss up. This is a toss up, but I'm going Carolina. Party. I'm going to be the odd one out. I'm going to go with the Saints. Not by much though. Okay. So, I'm going to give the slight edge to the Panthers. reason why I say that is because they have a quarterback that doesn't throw a career record amount of interceptions. Um, Jameis Winston is an interception machine. And, um, you know, I just have more faith in Baker Mayfield than I do with Jameis Winston. However, do not get it twisted. Both of these teams are awful and they're going to go nowhere. Um, this was the first time that the Tampa Bay Brady Nears have beaten um, the New Orleans Saints in the regular season under the Brady era. So just putting that out there, see how far they've fallen. Um, and, you know, just Carolina is – Matt Rule, I, I can't believe for a while last season, I actually had Carolina as a – Underdog, like I, I had them as a dark horse candidate for a Super Bowl run. I thought Matt Rule was a great head coach. What the hell was I drinking, uh, thinking that this is an awful head coach? And I have no idea how he signed a seven-year-long contract. Carolina, I don't know what you're thinking with this guy, but yeah, you are going to be in. Um, deep hell for a long time so but i'm going to give the slight edge to carolina just because they're not going to throw a bunch of interceptions moving on got the baltimore ravens on the road against the new england patriots to the evil empire what do we think so oh this one's kind of a toss-up too let's let's face it folks the ravens defense absolutely sucks let, let's let's just put that out there. How the hell? How do y'all blow that big of a lead? Miami scored twenty eight points in the fourth quarter last week. How in the hell do you do that? It, it's 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 just it's just like nineteen ninety three all over again. Damn. I mean, how? Well, it is New England. And again, it is Bill Belichick. 
but that don't mean anything. Mm-mm. Guys, 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 old in age. Ah uh, man, this one's this one's a toss up. I had to be honest. This one's a toss up. Uh, I'm I'm not going for the home favorite on this one. I think the Patriots are going to beat the Ravens this week. I really do. Because again, okay. I don't I don't I don't think the defense is going to be that good. Honestly, especially not against New England. Charlie Crystal. Um, I think Baltimore is going to bounce back after um. That tough loss against my Dolphins. So that's why I, I think they're going to beat New England. Because New England is still in a transition transition phase. I'm going to go Ravens. I am going to go Ravens as well um, to bounce back. And I guarantee you in this game, Lamar Jackson is going to go what we call assassin mode, where he just goes crazy because after contract negotiations failed in the offseason, you better believe that Lamar Jackson is going to be fighting for a contract. You best believe it. And also, I have said before that Mac Jones is one of the – he was the best quarterback to come out of the 2021 class, um, you know, with all those other guys, you know, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, um, you know, all the, just all those other guys, all those other guys. Um, but he hasn't really shown me anything. And the Patriots are not really bringing anything to the table because despite that Nelson Aguilar, you know, touchdown that looked pretty good, the Patriots defense just, uh, I'm sorry, their, their offense just doesn't look good. So, I'm going to give uh, the Ravens, you know, the edge to um, get back on track. All right. Next up, we have the doozy. This one's going to be interesting. We have the Detroit Lions going on the road to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Who do we got? Oh, boy. I am so sorry that I'm just wearing this hat right now, but. I have Minnesota winning. Sorry to all my friends in Detroit. I Minnesota, so I'll do. Uh, I'll go with the Vikings. They have a really mm. practice facility. That's that's the only reason. <laughs> okay, I think I think I think Minnesota's slightly, you know. Not that much. Yeah, it, it's it, like you said. This one's going to be a doozy, but I think I get Minnesota slightly beating out the Lions. Marty, you and I are thinking the same exact thing. Um, this could go either way. This oh, is yeah. going to be uh, a hard-fought game between both teams. Um, you know, the Vikings just got nearly blown out by the Eagles last night on Monday Night yep. Football, uh-huh. and uh, it was not a pretty sight. Um, however, I do think that the Vikings are not going to let that loss stand for long. Um, they have a loaded roster and I do like what they're doing, uh, under head coach, Kevin O'Connell, you know, the new offensive and defensive schemes that he's come up with. I think the Vikings have a new fresh of uh, breath of fresh air. 
So I am going to go the Vikings, how just slightly, because I think the Lions could win this game. They almost won it last year, and I think the the Lions are a team that will run through a brick wall for you. Like Dan Campbell is a head coach that will win you football games. Dan Campbell is a coach that players want to win for. You don't see that with a lot of coaches. So I think this one's going to come down to the wire, but I'm giving the Vikings the slight edge as they are the home team. All right. Next up, we have an NFC East matchup between the nasty, disgusting, vile Philadelphia Eagles going on the road, taking on the Washington Commanders. Who do you guys got? Uh, this isn't this in Washington, though. I'm giving it to the Eagles. I'm going to say Eagles as well. I guess I didn't want Bishop to be messaging us and saying, what the hell are you saying Washington for? So I'm going Eagles on this one only because I do not want my um, phone to be ringing off the hook by Bishop on and not picking his team, his boys. Crystal? Mm. I'll go for the underdog. I'll go for the commanders. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. All right. Okay. Sorry, Bishop. Sorry, Bishop. (laughs) So, basically, Eagles, I hate you. I hate you. I I hate everything about you. But you are one of the best. Except their mascot. but you are one of the best teams in the league this year. Like, I think the Eagles are one of the best teams right behind uh, the Buffalo Bills. Like, I think they're that good. Um, and they look like the, the way that they shut down Justin Jefferson the other night, that defense looks scary. And Jalen Hurts completely went off, um, you know, scoring, you know, two rushing touchdowns. I, I mean, it's you know Darius Slay is a monster on defense. Like he looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, and of course he had the dual threat wide receiver core with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. So this is going to be a blowout win for the Eagles. And I guarantee you, right now, you can call it right now. The Eagles fans are going to take up nearly 95% of FedEx field. I guarantee it. So yeah, no- yeah, that's why. That's why I was like, uh, this because is Dan Snyder. Again. Well, there's there's a lot of non PG words I can say about Dan Snyder, but he's one of the biggest cowards uh, in the entire world, and he deserves uh, what's coming to him. Um, okay, moving on, we have an AFC matchup. We have the Kansas City Chiefs on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Who do we got? Ooh. This one is pulling my heart right now because Casey Wolf and Blue. I do not want to upset any of them. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to win, Charlie. Somebody's got to win. I know. So. I think I'm going to 
to by a hair. Oh, in this case, by a fur. I take offense to that, Charlie. I hope you know that. <laughs> um, I would say Indianapolis. Oh, man. Okay. And Marty sorry, and sorry Ma Marty, if, if that's not offensive. Well, I'm like, a monster. You should know them. <laughs> what was that? I'm a monster. You should know about the fur. <laughs> Marty Crystal, what you got? I don't have got one on this one, man. Okay. Marty? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Kansas City on this one. Thank you. Okay. So we love our mascots, but this it's is me. not a hard decision. Okay. <laughs> Normally, I would go with Indianapolis at home. However, it is the Kansas City Chiefs with, yep. Patrick, with Patrick Mahomes under center. Um, and um, Indianapolis under Matt Ryan is not going to go. They're, they're not going to go anywhere. I love Jonathan Taylor. He's one of the best running backs in the entire league. He's, he's dominant. But that's not going to be enough to stop the Kansas City defense. And, you know, I know that the, that the Jaguars are the Colts' kryptonite. But the Colts just, they don't look good. I, I mean, you nearly lost to the goddamn Texans. What are you thinking? So, yeah. Um, Colts, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I mean, Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah, yeah. Chiefs, all the way. Not a hard decision. Um, okay, next up, we got... Texans, nasty, the, the, the nasty, vile, disgusting Texans against the Chicago Bears. Who do we got? I'm from the coast, so I'm going Texans. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't, I, I, we didn't see that one coming from Crystal. So, <laughs> um, I'm saying Houston on this one, Texans as well. Mm. Let's go with a Marty Monster Charlie, first. Let's go, Charlie. Let's go, Marty Monster first. And oh, man. I can already see the steam coming out of Jambi's ear. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's he doesn't I'm saying. even have his camera on. Okay. Wait, and that's why we are uh, shivering in anticipation. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm going to be honest, neither offense looks good. So this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I'm going to go to the Bears on this one. Thank you. I'm going to go to the Bears. Yes. And any team that plays the Texans, I'm automatically going the other team. Chicago, please win this game, or you will officially be little Cal of the week. I don't care. So, Bears, moving on. We have the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence and his beautiful hair. Look at his hair, bro. Uh, going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. Who we got? Oh, boy. Another doozy. Ooh. So, you know what? This is what I'm going to say. Um, Matt Scott... Um, everyone in Jacksonville, 
We know how you guys feel. You get excited for your team, then it become a disappointment. Just but, like the Dallas Cowboys every but, year. But not not this weekend. Mm-hmm. I have Jacksonville winning. Oh my god. Party Crystal. Um kind of a coin flip for me. What? But I had to be honest. I had to pick one. I'm going the Chargers on this one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Even though this one's going to be a doozy, I will say. Crystal. Uh, did you already talk about Justin Herbert? Uh, well, yeah. I was about to. <laughs> he was about to. That's 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 the thing that's that's okay. kind of giving me the biggest challenge here is Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm gonna side with my 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 friend Charlie again. We're I'm gonna go Jaguars. Jacksonville is the only thing that is not all elite in Jacksonville. Um, and uh, yeah, as much as I love Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, the best quarterback west of the Mississippi, he's gonna absolutely torch that Jaguars defense. This is a no-brainer. Chargers in a blowout. Okay. What if then he doesn't we got play? Wait, and, wait, wait, wait. What? What if Herbert doesn't play? True. That was kind of, it's was still going to be a blowout either way. Like, the, the, look, the, the Jaguars don't have the team to compete. I like Trevor Lawrence, but he's not. He doesn't have the team around him. Travis Etienne is probably one of the worst draft picks that I've seen come out. Okay, he's freaking terrible. So, yeah, I. I have no faith in Jacksonville Chargers. Okay, moving on. We have the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams against the Arizona Cardinals. This is a rematch from the divisional round last year. So uh, who do we got? Are are the champs going to reign supreme, or does Kyler Murray have his revenge? Champs. Champs. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going the champs on this one, Rams. Rams. I'm going Rams as well. As much as I love Kyler Murray and him going literally Madden 22 mode on the Raiders the other day um, because, you know, Kyler Murray loves playing video games. Um, Yeah, so L.A. Rams, no doubt, although this one could be close. Yeah. Could be closer than any experts think. I was going to say um, real quick, Rampage, we will love to have you on the podcast. If if you're listening, listening to this, um, please Heck message yeah. us. Um, yeah, because um, I I know your history, and I know you have some great stories. So, yep. If you hear this, please message message us. Let's set something up. All right, now we got the Buccaneers in their home opener against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Who we got? speaking of uh people on the podcast i just got an interesting message charlie we should talk later Uh oh i i hope it who okay, I where we at? I, I lost i got i got a sidetrack shiny things packers <laughs> uh packers buccaneers who you got packers versus the bucks in tampa yes in tampa 
Mm. I, I say fire the cannons. Bucks are going to win. And remember, what was, what was yesterday? Talk like a pirate day. That's right. So the theme's already building. The theme's already set. Yeah, but that was yesterday, though. <laughs> Still. It's set the week up. Okay, I'll go Bucks. Uh, I also will go for the Bucks, but it's going to be very close. I feel like it's going to come to a last-second field goal. I'm going Packers. Um, I made the dumb decision of going for the Bears over the Packers in Lambeau. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But, um, you know, just when you think you have the Packers down and out, they come out with something. Now, I know it's the Bears. It's the Bears. But still. I'm going to give the, the edge to um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers just because Aaron Rodgers is a legitimate quarterback um, and he's not a fraud like Tom Brady. Um, and also, um, you know, the Packers have an offensive line, which the Bucks do not have. Um, so, yeah, I am giving uh, the edge to the Packers. All right, next up, Falcons at the Seahawks. Who do we got? I have Seattle. Yep, I I have Seattle as well. Because I've heard this phrase time and time again. The Falcons ain't shit. Seahawks. <laughs> wow. I'll go Seahawks too. I'm going Seahawks as well because, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, for some reason, they came close to beating the champs last week for some reason. Every single year, the Falcons pull out a performance and they just they, they just get your hopes up. They make you think, oh, my God, the 28-3 memes are going to be dead. It's going to be over. And then they blow the freaking game because Falcons. That's why. So, yes, Seahawks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seahawks, I got no other reasoning. The only reasoning is because Falcons choke. Um, all right, then we got the 49ers at the Broncos. This is an easy decision for me. I'm just going to go on and say it. 49ers, Russell Wilson is doing absolutely nothing with the Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett is one of the worst head coaches that I've seen. What were you thinking kicking a 60-yard field goal instead of having Russell Wilson throw it downfield and getting a first down. What are you thinking? Okay, you guys can go. Yeah, that was a really stupid decision. That was like a 60-yard field goal. Ah, 2009 MC Championship all over again, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I, don't think Den- I don't think Denver stands a chance. Yep. Plus, they might be better with. Uh, they might be better off the win. I got 49ers on this one. Crystal, Charlie? 49ers. Yeah, okay. I'll. Yeah, sure, 49ers. <laughs> okay. And, and I want to way- be like the one person that thought maybe the Broncos could pull it off, but. <laughs> so. That game is on Sunday Night Football, by the way. All right. We've come to the last game, and this one hurts me the most. 
You guys already know what I'm talking about. My disgraced Dallas Cowboys going on the road to take on the New York football giants on Monday night football. Who do we got? You know, I, I think, I think this one might also come down to a last second field goal. But I think Marty should do his answer just like JMB. Oh my God. Look, I'm saying I'm saving one joke for a future episode. I'm just gonna say it now. I think this one deserves at least one of them. I mean, I mean, the, let's start off the Giants are two and zero, but they haven't, but they haven't been lighting up the scoreboard much. Okay, they haven't. Then again, I'm I'm actually gonna go a completely different route. No, never mind. I, I lost it. Just, just like the Dallas Cowboys fans lost their hopes every single year. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, look. I mean, I, I look, look, as you were mentioning earlier, get all these hopes of, oh, my God, we're going to get a six ring. We're going to get a six ring. And then then all the hopes just go completely down. <laughs> say say 2008, for example. Oops. And, and you just got a little tease of an upcoming episode. Coming very soon. That's in the, in the works. At, uh, which is in the works right now. In the works so. at this time. I, I guess expect that in a couple weeks. We'll just say a couple weeks. Um, right. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go, even though the Giants have lost six Monday nights games and nine out of their last ten to the Cowboys. I'm going to go the Giants on this one. I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, week, week one, big reason the Cowboys lost. They didn't tackle. Just like the Ravens last week. They didn't know how to tackle. I mean, they don't know how to t- tackle with Fournette. Mm-hmm. I mean, God. But I, I'm, 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 going, I'm going the Giants on this one. Crystal, Charlie, I have the Giants for that for this one as well, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure I guys got this. I just got a push notification. I want to make sure this Great. is accurate before I give congratulations. I think Aaron Judge just hit his 60th home one. All right, today. Hey, so. congrats, Crystal. Who are you picking? I'm going with Cowboys because they got to redeem themselves. All right. So here we go. All right. So I am going with the Giants. Normally, I would be making fun of the Giants right now, and I'd be roasting them about Daniel Jones, and I'd be going on about Ben McAdoo, and I'd be, you know, the, the, the walking derp of football, and I would be, you know, talking about Dave Gellman. I would be, I, I would just be roasting the Giants right now. But you know something? The Cowboys have somehow gotten worse while the Giants have gotten better. How that has even happened is beyond me. Because somehow, and you know what? Marty's actually right in synopsis. This is probably going to come down to a field goal. Because that's all you can do. Because every single game, you come in exactly what you did against the Cincinnati Bungles. And you look like you are going to be a confident team in the first half 
and then you come out and you absolutely just suck for the rest of the game and the other team comes back and then you have to make a garbage time field goal to keep your record alive. That's all you can do because you don't have the ability to keep the score up because Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore are absolutely some of the worst head coaches that I have seen. You literally, Kellen Moore, I think he's gone from a head coaching candidate to absolutely nothing. How he's even how he even gets employed next season would be beyond me. This man needs to make some serious changes. McCarthy, you aren't even making it far with McCarthy. How this guy can make the time man, clock management and the coaching play calling decisions that he does. You are absolutely going nowhere, and you are making the New York Giants look confident. How in God's name have you made this even happen? You should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. Nobody should be proud of that win last week. Nobody. Yeah, you won with a backup quarterback against the Bengals. So what? Ain't going to happen for the rest of the year because guess what? Dak Prescott is on the hot seat. And if the Cowboys are looking better without Dak Prescott, that's a damn problem. Because I, 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 I gave credit to Dak last week, and I called him a leader. Well, apparently after seeing this game and seeing Cooper Rush lead the team better, I'm really starting to have second thoughts right now. I'm really starting to have second thoughts. It's like, it, it, like Dak is in the position where Tony Romo was just about a couple years ago. He was sitting injured, and then the other guy started being a gunslinger and you know, eventually took his position. So is this going to draw some question marks? And, yeah, so we can ask all the questions we want next season, but the Dallas Cowboys are not going anywhere. You're going to be absolutely bottom of the barrel right next to Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. Every single one of you should be ashamed for that performance last week the fact that he had to kick a garbage time field goal to even make it to week three speaks volumes for the so-called best offense in the league. Just, just, just shut up with the Super Bowl hopes. Shut up with the playoff hopes. Why don't you win a game with actual dominance and then come talk to me? You deserve absolutely no praise for that performance last week. You are garbage. Terrible. You have hoodwinked us every single year into making us buy into the crap that you're a Super Bowl team when you aren't anything but just mediocre. I remember I was a little boy. I watched the 2007 divisional round against the Giants, and you had the best offense in the entire league. And what did you do? You collapsed. You collapsed just like you do every single year. Giants are going to win this game. Go, Charlie. So, I have the Giants for this one. I have the Giants for this one. I, I have no problem on picking the Giants anytime. But anytime the Jets are in play, never. It's disgraceful. Disgraceful what the Cowboys have become. Disgraceful. America's team? Uh-uh. No. Oh boy, I've I've got stuff about America's team in the future episode. I've got stuff okay. about that. All right, so that was our picks of the week. All right, so we're gonna move on to the NFL stadium rankings, and I'll let Charlie moderate this one. 
So how this is going to work. Um, a few of these stadiums, they, they've changed their name so many times. We're just going to give you guys a heads up now. We are going to be calling it a Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium, Heinz Field, just because um, to us, it's Heinz Field. I'm sorry. Yeah. like Because oh. I don't care. And the thing is, and the thing is with that, where did my pen, pen, pen go? Let me even take my notes. Somewhere. So, and with that being said, that is going to be our first stadium that we are going to be ranking. Uh-huh. And like uh, how this ranking is, like, yes, everyone goes ranks their stadiums a little bit different. We do it on first impressions by yes you should never judge a book by its cover right like that's something like we, we've always learned as a kid and, and um and, and you should never judge a book by a cover i know it's going to yeah. sound like that we're doing that right now but um we are going to put a few things in in play um because i am going to name name the stadium give you some facts about the stadium and and we're just going to um, give our first impressions of what we think of it and what we can remember of watching the games on TV that fe- that had that stadium. So, like I said, the first place is Pittsburgh. And we are calling it Heinz Field because we love Heinz on pro- products. And so, that new name is hard to say. Hard to announce. Like, Aqua Sui Stadium. Akrasher, um, I think. Is. Stadium. No, 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 nobody gives a damn anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know, it, it's, it's, always it, be Heinz So it's opened in two thousand one. It's in its um twenty first season. So guess what? It, it, it can finally drink. Yay! <laughs> Which is a good so. thing because there's bars like right there. Yeah, yeah. It was, so it's it, big city for the So, so it, 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 like I said, it's, it's 2001. Capacity is, is at 68,400. Mm-hmm. And if I'm correct, University of Pittsburgh plays there as well. So yep. they have their college Good. team and their own pro team. Where do you guys? Uh, we are focusing on NF on the pro side. Where do you guys have them? Um. Wow. It's a beautiful stadium. Oh the, yeah. Uh, the Pittsburgh's called the City of Bridges, and there's three beautiful yellow bridges that lead into. I think one of them leads directly into the stadium. It definitely yeah. leads to Pirate Stadium. Fancy um, yeah, part. It's a beautiful view of of the city and all the skyscrapers. Pittsburgh fans, the black and yellow just like takes over. Um, a little older, not as fancy. Doesn't have a dome, so probably has less like you know fanciness as some of the newer stadiums. But just the view and the atmosphere uh, at Heinz Field is just just top. It'd be it'd be in my I haven't been to a ton of them, but it'd probably be top five. So we put that at number five for Crystal. 
And the thing is, you guys could have ties. Now we have ties. Let me tell us that. So, um, to make it easier, um, Marty Monster? Oh, like Chris was saying, Pittsburgh is a gorgeous city. Um, it is very a very beautiful city. Fancy uh, Park, Heinz Field, almost right next to each other. It's it, it's pretty nice. Uh, let's see, opened in two thousand and one. Uh, not that much of a walk between bars and restaurants, which is great for fans. You know, if if you if you're not up for the game, you can easily go to a bar. That's great. Um, but it does lack a little bit of the amenities as the modern stadiums do. I'm going to put this one at number 10. For this one. Okay. Um, for me, I am going to have Heinz Field. Yes, I'm still calling it Heinz Field because I don't care because I'm a rebel and because I just don't care. So, um, yeah, I am ranking Heinz Field to the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 12 on my list. Has a great view of the architecture, um, you know, the beautiful, uh, you know, uh, view of, of, of the lake or a river uh, out there. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a very nice looking stadium. So uh, I will go with uh, number 12. Okay. Now. We're going to the West Coast. I know Crystal was just at this stadium recently for a concert. This stadium has hosted WWE SummerSlam. Was going to host their money in the WWE Money in a Bank. Mm-hmm. It is home of UNL, for UNLV, and it's home of the Las Vegas Raiders. Alec. Kent Stadium. I know I said it much like you said it wrong. Mm-hmm. So it is, they call it a fixed rooftop. Mm-hmm. So, and I know one cool feature that it has, it, it has multiple turfs. So for UNLV games, it's artificial turf. For um, the Las Vegas Raiders, they have this, um, the, they have actual like grass that is being grown from this in, with actual sunlight and it goes from outside of the stadium into the stadium for their games. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a very cool feature. This is the second season. It, it's been around at 65,000 capacity. Who wants to go first? You guys can. I was just there, as Charlie said, it's stunning. Um, I didn't know about the multiple turfs. Uh, I knew that they had grass. I couldn't figure out where to see it, if I could even see it when I was walking around the outside. So it must go under something or I don't know. Um, And I was there for a concert um, for Def Leppard, uh, Motley Crue, Poison, and uh Joan Jet. So it was a little bit of a different atmosphere, but every seat in that place was packed, which from what I understand is not always the case 
when the Raiders are playing. But once they build up their fan base, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, it At night, even though it was nighttime when I was there, you know, the ceiling is like this translucent, uh, like milky white. Um, so it, you could kind of sort of, it kind of felt like you could see through it almost during the day. Um, you know, you get that natural light without being hot um, with the Vegas sun. I think they did a great job with architecture. There's this great flame that I don't, is it the, it must be some Allegiant symbol or something, but there's this great like flame, almost Olympic style statue that is uh, right there in the center, in the concert, it was behind us, but in the football setup, I guess on the home, home end zone. Um, every amenity you could want though, they put that, they put it in there. So they did a good job with that. Uh, I'd say for me, this is three. Marty Monster? Allegiant Stadium is gorgeous. It is absolutely beautiful. Now they just moved to Las Vegas a few years ago from probably the most dead city to ever host sports <laughs> Oakland. Fuck, <laughs> man. I mean, even the Oakland A's should just move out. God damn. Just, yeah. Uh, sports in Oakland is dead. This, this isn't 1989 anymore, people. Yeesh. Anyway, Allegiant Stadium is gorgeous. I mean, it, and it's Las Vegas. It's a tourist attraction. It's a sporting place. And it's a social outing. You know, only in Vegas. Only, and, and you can get that where? Only in Vegas. And it, it is true. Like, before we go to Joseph, we can, oh, yes, Marty, what do you have this? I'm, I'm going to put this, uh, I'm going to put this at number four for this one. All right. And before we go to Joseph's, like I was saying, only in Vegas where um, you get a show within a show or a show within oh, yeah. a game. Yes. Like we've seen it um, at T-Mobile Arena um, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, yes. Um, we're seeing it with, um, if you think about it, how many arenas does Vegas have? MGM Grand has one. Mandalay Bay has one. You have the Thomas and Max Center. You have the Cox Pavilion. Um, just to name a few. The New Orleans Arena. South Point Casino has an arena. Like, it's like six right there. Uh, right. And the thing is, uh, uh, yeah, Henderson has an arena. Um, so... Only in Vegas can get all these arenas. They're going up against each other to make sure they have the best of, of the best. And the Raiders definitely put all the stops with this um, stadium. With that being said, Joseph, where do you have them? I have them all the way up at number two. Um, and um, yeah, like I said, uh, my 
good friend, former Dallas Psychics dancer Sierra. She gets to perform inside this beautiful stadium as a Raiderette. I'm very proud of you, Sierra. Can't wait for you to come home sometime and see us uh, at uh, the Allen Event Center. Um, but um, yeah, this is a uh, absolutely uh, gorgeous looking stadium, a huge upgrade from the Oakland Coliseum, obviously, as pointed out by Marty. Um, yeah, huge upgrade. Um, the Olympic torch and flame is probably going to be an icon uh, for a long time. So, yeah, um, number two, no doubt one of the best looking stadiums in the NFL. They do uh, like a sh okay. So they do like a show with the Knights. Do they do like a show with the football too? I think so because without saying the person's name, um, I did see them post on Instagram that they were at a um Raiders game and the screens had a countdown and said countdown to showtime. Oh, uh, that's cool. So. <laughs> Like I said, I'm not saying his name, but um, if you're hearing this, you're another mascot we'll love to have on the podcast. So, because there's something about this um, creature that's very cool. So, like I said, without saying his name, you can try to figure out where I was going with that one. So... So now where we're going, we're going to Kansas City. Mm. Mm. Arrowhead Stadium. The capacity for this one is 76,416. It's open, no roof. It opened in 1972. So it's one of the oldest stadiums that's currently. I'm going to my notes real quick. I think it is the oldest stadium in football. Line. And it, no, it isn't. It's mm -hmm. Lambeau Field. Lambeau. One, one of the second oldest stadium. Yep. So, my, oh, my bad. We're going to get to that in a moment. Yeah, we'll get to about, we'll get about, to about, about oldest stadium. It's not Lambeau. Oh, okay. Oh. So, where do you guys have Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City? Uh, I have Arrowhead in the middle of the pack. It's it's okay. While, while the game day experiences, Kansas City folks, you can test, I'm sure. From, but from watching it on television, Arrowhead's got to be one of the best experiences in the entire NFL. Mm -hmm. They do have Guinness World Record for the loudest outdoor stadium. Man, they got plenty, and they've had plenty to cheer about the last few years. I mean, there aren't many places that are known for that. But I think there are some stadiums that are higher ranked than that. I'm going to put Arrowhead at number 11 for this one. Okay. Okay. Crystal, 
Yeah, uh, one of the older ones, like you mentioned, um, looking at just looking at some pictures, um, some great fireworks shows though with that open roof. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, still three levels. Lots. What did you say the capacity was? Seventy-six thousand four hundred sixteen. Seventy-six. I mean, that's a that's a decent that's a decent amount of people cheering. So I imagine, just like uh, Marty said, I'm sure the game day experience is quite loud and, you know, very excited, lots of excitement. Um, but yeah, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it in the middle too. And uh, I'm going to go with 13. Okay. Um, I also have Arrowhead Stadium at number 13 on my list. Um, Arrowhead, you know, is probably one of the toughest places to play in the NFL as far as a crowd goes for the away team. Uh, Arrowhead is definitely one of the toughest and loudest. Um, yeah, but, it, you know, it, it does show its age, uh, obviously, but it is also a classic stadium. So, you know, I, I don't know if I can go too much higher than 13. Where are we going next? Okay. We're going Dallas. Okay. Oh, Ellington, oh, Texas. Oh, my heart. All right, you guys go first. AT&T Stadium hosted um, NCAA National Championship Games, hosted WrestleMania. Yep. Um. Concerts, bull riding, March Madness, uh, you know, monster truck shows. I mean, they've hosted everything. What's their capacity, Charlie? Do you know? Hundred thousand. In the no eighty thousand. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, wait. WrestleMania is a hundred thousand. Yeah, but yeah. Excuse my Vince McMahon yeah, brain. Excuse me. So. <laughs> yeah, and and it opened in two thousand nine. Yep, two thousand nine. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna get pictures. This is. This is pretty nice. Uh, it's very big. It looks bold. Wish we could say the same for the Cowboys, but we can't. That. I mean, it's. I don't know. This. This is kind of a toughie here. You got a really big screen, though. I'll give them that. It looks like looks like there's a lot that goes on. That's all the rage right now for owners. Upgrade the screen. Mm -hmm. And I think and I think that's that's kind of the biggest issue with me, honestly, which is which is why it's not as high. You know, I mean, I mean, granted, it just opened in two thousand nine, mm -hmm. but. Over time, I think it might need some of that, some of that new look feel to it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm also gonna put this one. Hmm, this is always a tough part. I'm going to put this one. I'm gonna put this one at number thirteen for me. Hey, Crystal. It's it's impressive. Mm. Um, 
And they definitely built it with the revenue building in mind of all the other things that they could bring in, um, which I think we don't see in a lot of the other stadiums. Um, we all know rodeo is huge in Texas, um, and monster or monster truck is huge, and all these other things that they can use it for. Um, so you see a little bit different in the architectural and the you know the choices that were made in the infrastructure of the stadium. Um, so it might be less of a fan's place and more of a revenue stream. Um, but they try with the big screen. And I mean, the atmosphere is still on game days. It's still 80,000 people. Um, so I'm going to stick this one at nine. Okay. Mm. Um, well, call me a homer, call me biased, but I got this one at number one. And the reason why I do is because just how amazing looking it is from a distance and on the inside. Um, when you take the stadium tour, which I have done, uh, three times already, um, you see the real architecture and everything that went into it, um, you see uh, all the art, like the, the, the art inside of, you know, um, you know, the stairs and, you know, um, other places, absolutely phenomenal uh, work that they did on it. And uh, there's a place that's displaying the college football uh, national champions uh, in there. So they have a place for college football in there. Um, the club area is a uh, fantastic looking um area for you know obviously those who want a better a more high value game day experience um i got to see a couple of the suites including uh jerry jones's box um one time and uh it was amazing um uh and then there's um you know of course obviously the general public is not gonna be able to see it you know unless it's a stadium tour but the locker rooms are amazing as well um and also the outside, you know, how much it marvels both the Texas Rangers and the uh, Dallas map. Well, most, mostly just the, the, the Texas Rangers uh, ballparks, both the new one and the old one. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, you know, the roof and, uh, you know, the glass and everything, the, the, the Jumbotron. There's so many features here. But most of it is uh, you also have the Ring of Honor, uh, the, the Ring of Honor that is around, uh, you know, the um, uh, near the top levels, you know, where the booths are. Um, and um, you just can tell the history of it just from the inside, you know, um, you know, having the feeling of, of Drew Pearson's miracle catch against the Vikings or, you know, uh, their win against Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Or, you know, just, just all the fantastic moments that the Cowboys have had throughout their history. I was um, only able to see the outside of the former Texas Stadium that was in Irving uh, that is unfortunately torn down now. But, um, yeah, it is um, – it's a technological marvel. It has been um, in my family for a good long time, and I'm grateful I went to go see it during WrestleMania and for stadium tours have not gotten to go to a game yet. And I don't plan on it for quite a while for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, uh, for one time this season, I will give that famous 
Jimmy Johnson saying. How about them Cowboys? So that is number one on my list. All right. So next place on our NFL stadium tour and all that is we're going to Charlotte, North Carolina. And we're going to the Bank of America Stadium. Um, yeah. Of course, that's the Carolina Panthers, opened in 1996. And its capacity is 75,523. Mm-hmm. So, um, because um, um, Crystal, they live in the Carolinas, I think she should get first on this one. I'm getting to a picture here. Um, again, like a big, Charlotte is just a great city. It's a great sports city. Um, it, it's another big open stadium with a great city view. So, you know, and North Carolina weather, like it doesn't quite get as hot as Texas. Um, so you can go in the summer and not die on most summers. It got a little warm this summer. Not going to lie. Um, I'm just reading some stuff. They have a self-serve beverage and snack area, which is kind of, that's probably closed right now. Thank you, COVID. Um, but in the past it's been open. Um, so that, it just speeds things up. Um, it's a nice stadium. I, I've been in it once. Um, it kind of feels classic in a way, but still has updated amenities because it is, when did you say it was built? 1996. Yeah. So it's got some years on it. So to me, it kind of felt, you know, classic football stadium feel, but still had some of those modern amenities. They've done a lot kind of in the concourse. It doesn't have a a roof, so you do get good fireworks shows there too. Um, But I guess I'm a sucker for a skyline. Um, I'd put, I'd put Panther Stadium in 17. Big purple? I'll take that as a note. That is a no. Thank you very much. Is he teal? No. Cookie Monster? Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Yes, it's a yes. Am I hearing who is I it? think it is? Who's that? As if we don't have more bastards around here, yeah. here's another hey. one. Wait, oh. And for those that are wondering who, the, um, who Marty is talking about, um, he, he about? has a show yeah. on his Instagram page, oh, uh, Matt Bingo Live. And he had a roommate, and his name is Joey. Charlie, he can be one of the biggest pain in the you know what. That always, <laughs> that always interferes at some of the worst times Dude. of any live streams. I was about the worst times, just as any time. Yeah. So, and for the insight for those show for those that watch his things. No, ET is not here. Not no, here. The, no, the gorilla from SpongeBob is not here. 
This is not. This what is not, about Big Bird? No, he's not here either. You should know this by now. <laughs> Do you guys know who Big Bird is? Oh my god! Dude, <laughs> I know. Uh, so, I, I, I kind of want to explain, but I kind of don't. At least I'm so, not here. I'll just right, show you. You know what? You know what? Hey, yeah, this is Big Bird. No, it's not. <laughs> no, okay. This I, so, I guess I, 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 I guess I will explain it since you real since you really want me to explain it. Big Bird, and then this is Stuart Little. Oh my God! That's, okay, okay, okay. Okay. That's. <laughs> I'm, once, I'm, I'm getting the strange feeling that you're just living in an alternate universe, and we just don't know it's Big Bird. <laughs> No, for those, bird and little bird. For those who don't know, and if lot, you don't believe me, ask Matt's brother. Okay. For the for 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 the record, he's for, for the record he's living in an alternate universe. That's much 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 like all the Dallas Cowboys fans every year. Damn. And then you got the marshmallow. That's not, uh, <laughs> see see I told you alternate universe. Yes. No, no, that's off and um totally. That's right. So, like I said, we 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 just we just got hijacked from by by Joey. We got hijacked, <laughs> we got hijacked by Joey. Is that, is that what we're calling it? I mean, that's what we're calling it right now. Um, Joe, and he's still from the coast. Uh, yeah, what coast? Um, um, Joey, East Coast, East coast. nice East Coast, close. Yes. So somewhat, Joey, somewhat close. This, yes, this, is, this is not. This is not that kind of show tonight. No. Oh, and no, I was yeah. just saying hello. That's all. Yeah. And I was showing uh, him who Big Bird was. It's not we, Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> and now going back to our regularly scheduled programming. We hope. Happy birthday. Oh, my God. Bank of America Stadium. I was, I, was about, I was about to say, watch, watch. When we wish him happy birthday, he's going to say Merry Christmas. Okay, real quick. Real quick. I want to explain this real quick. For those who don't know, um, I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do all the, I'll do all the plugs at the end here. Like, shameless, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs? Yeah. What are we getting our hair did? Uh, okay. Real, I'll, I'll make this quick. I'll make this quick here. Big okay. bird. <laughs> big bird. <laughs> blue. The big bird. It's like Clifford. Big red dough. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to be like this. <laughs> okay. So, this right here. Uh, if you can look at our screen for just a moment here, folks. What I, what we have here, so I'll need to turn on the brightness on this thing for just a moment. This here is a poster from some feathered friends that Matt and I know. Uh, they're a puppet troupe called Bird Call Radio. I know, I know, I know someone in the puppet community is going to be like, oh God, here we go again. But listen, these, these mascot support group listeners don't know about this. All right, shut up. Anyway. These are these are our wonderful feathered friends. If you if you've watched our show, been alive, they've been on a couple times over the years. Especially Big Bird. Fan favorites. <laughs> this this blue bird here, Joey thinks is Big Bird for some reason. I personally think he's watched Follow That Bird too much. I think so. His actual name is Luckle Duckle Bird. It's so, really Big Bird. Shut up. As known as Luckle. <laughs> it's not Luckle, as known as Big Bird. His pen, his pen, Big Bird, as known as. Mm -hmm. What? 
I'll get to that. Oh, okay. These are just some of the feather friends of Bird Call. Who, who, by, else we got who by the way, just recently celebrated their 20th anniversary. You got Mr. Who. That's Foul Owl. Little Bird. Speck. Murph. Mr. Chicker. The High Mutant Ninja Turtle. Casmo Peapod. Dust Ball. Khufu. And Ship Brains. I mean, brains. Sorry, PG. You, mi- you, you missed one. Oh, Velma. Francis Birdling. And then on the back here, I'll, I'll make this book. On the back here is uh, Stuart the Mouse. Warehouse Mouse from Imagination Movers. <laughs> and yes, this is personally oh, this, this is personally autographed, folks. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, Joey, you, you, you hijacked this episode. Mr. 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 Charlie Sheen. I'm <laughs> sorry, sir. I did not hear what you said. He said he said he said you were you were hijacking our episode here. We I still have um 20 stadiums. We still got a whole bunch of stadiums. We ain't gonna we gotta go. so like one in the morning. Go, I so know. I you guys who okay. you should really Marty. bring one as a special guest. Oh boy! Well, well, yeah. Well, we have a lot of. We're we're, we're kind of, uh, Matt and I are coming back. Who? Marty, where do you have the Carolina Panthers? Uh, Florida. Car- Car- Carolina pa- Carolina Panther Stadium. I have it number twenty. Okay. I just think there are better stadiums. Okay. So I so I got U.S. Bank Stadium at number twenty-two. Um, you know, not a lot to say about it. I mean, I I love the statue. I love the big Panther statue out front, but pretty much what I'm going to say is that U.S. Bank Stadium has as much substance as this dog right here. Oh, Jebby. I love dog. Jebby. Like Wait, what? Jebby, what do you think of U.S. Bank Stadium? Jebby, what do you think of Carolina Panthers? What do you think of Matt Rule and his foolish coaching? Tell me, Jeb. You must tell me. Yeah, pretty much same thing. Yeah, a yawn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, number 22 for Carolina Panthers. All right. So, hopefully, we can be able to continue this. I hope so, too. Um, What's next? So, I'm going to the firehouse. We're going to Caesars Superdome. Caesars? New New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans Saints. This stadium opened up in 1975. With, uh, it's a dome. 73,208 is capacity. We're going to throw it off to JMB. Where do you have them? Um, the, the, the Superdome for the Saints? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saints. Uh, I have them down at number 25. So when this originally opened, this was more of a technological marvel then people, you know, give it credit for. But now it's not in the best of conditions, especially from the people that I heard that went to WrestleMania 34, um, you know, that uh, booed the main event of WrestleMania. Good job, Vince. Bruce. I love you. No, hey, J.M.B. McMahon is not coming too. out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, because Kevin Dunn is too busy, you know, brushing his teeth right now. <laughs> Kevin Dunn. <laughs> but anyway, um, Superdome, yeah, is uh, down there, number 25, uh, because um, 
you know, fun fact, that's exactly where my dad got the news from my mom that he was pregnant with me. He was in uh, that that my mom was pregnant with me um, inside the Superdome. So, uh, yeah. So two legends were born that day. No, I'm just kidding. That's just my ego talking. (laughs) Huh? What was he doing there? Uh, for, um, he was on business. It was like a meeting or something like that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, or, you know, as as Hulk Hogan would call it, the Silver Dome. Uh, that, that is in Detroit. That's in Detroit. We're we're at the Silver Dome, brother. I'm sorry. The, the, the Super Dome, brother. So, I was like, before we go to you guys, I'll say, I've been there. I've been on the field. Really? Uh, 2007 FAU versus Memphis. It was FAU's wow. very first, very first college bowl game. Wow! So, and we won the game. It was one of my favorite trips to New Orleans. I've been there two times. I've been there underage high school band trip, and I've been there overage <laughs> um, with FAU. Both times are great. Um. It definitely is a great city. Loved it there. I want to go back. It's a party. It's a party um city. Um, they they say Mardi Gras. Uh, yes, Mardi Gras is some, some time of the year, but Mardi Gras is all year in New Orleans. So, love that place. Want to go back one day. Gonna have a lot of great memories there. For me, I'm not gonna forget them. Crystal, where do you have them? Yeah, I mean, it's old, so <clears throat> compared to some of the more modern stadiums, it doesn't stand a chance, although they're, they're trying. Um, but a lot of people that I know that have, uh, you know, being in Texas and having a lot of friends that went over to Louisiana for college, um, the game day experience is supposed to be this amazing thing. So, uh, you know... At that point, is if you have a good time and it has everything you need to get through the game, does all the other stuff really matter? Eh, but well, stadiums. So, being that it's fifty years old, um, and there's total of thirty, right, all together. Yeah, it, stadiums. So, yeah. yeah. So, because the fan experience is so good, it pops up a few. Uh, spaces, and I'll put it at 27. Well, I mean, you know, Jameis Winston's turnover bakery is bigger than the Superdome. Who that? You freaking goons down there in New Orleans. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right up there with, with Crystal. It's, it's an old stadium that really lost its charm years ago, honestly. It's 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 honestly kind of a dump now. It doesn't have that. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I wouldn't say polished look as it did years ago, but it, but it doesn't have the charm it did when the Saints won the Super Bowl over a decade ago. Um, I'm gonna put this one at number twenty six. And if one very interesting thing about that stadium is, um, depend depends on the AC and uh, and the weather outside, they can actually get clouds in that dome. 
I'm the AC. Can I actually get clouds in that dome? If I'm the AC unit. Sort of like when you're on a plane and that those weird clouds start to form on the sides of the walls. It's that same sort of effect. So. Is that that same is that that same place that Al Michaels ranted about one time with all the pyrotechnics or was that I'm thinking someplace else? It was years ago. I can't remember when. So okay. Now, Charlie, are, are the clouds you're referring to, are, are they just from the stadium or are they from all the pass interference penalties that the Saints get? Who that? Yeah. Goons. <laughs> so, our next stop. This stadium opened up in 2001. We're going mile high. We're going yeah, to imp- mile high imp- disappointment. Yes, Mile High Disappointment. Um, in Field at Mile High, Denver Broncos. Capacity is 76,125. Let's take this to Marty Monster first. This one's really showing its age. I mean, it's, it's Denver. It gets cold up there during the winter months. I mean, with some modern updates, it could look nice. It's got a great location. I will say that. And it's got surroundings of bars and restaurants and also a Denny's, I hear. Yikes. I feel like more people go there than in the actual stadium. Um, and it actually catches, I hear it catches on fire a little bit. Surprising considering. It was actually the there the last time it got on fire. <laughs> oh, it has got on fire. Well, that's it. That's surprising considering it's in the city of Denver where it was cold as hell a decade ago during that game against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, you know which one I'm, you folks know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, it's it's on fire. It's it's literally burning alive, just like their offense. Exactly. That, that can't that 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 absolutely refute that's absolutely allergic to the end zone for some reason. Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, Let's but, ride. Let's ride. Uh, so Broncos my, country. So Marty, where do you have it? I'm going to place uh, Mile High at number 20. Um, your 20 has been taken. You'll make it a tie? Yeah, I'll make it a tie. Why not? Okay. So, Crystal. Uh, I had a six-month stint in Denver, um, 2021 into 2022. Drove by this uh, stadium quite a bit. Um, It's an older one, and it did catch fire um, in the end of 2021, I believe. Um, And I thought maybe they... I don't know how big it was. We could see the smoke, but uh, I thought maybe, oh, wow, that, you know, maybe they get some upgrades or something out of it. Like, I'm glad it wasn't worse. Um, But overall, just not that impressive compared to some of the other ones. Um, So I put it at 22. All right. 
All right, yeah, and I have uh, I have the Broncos just one spot above Marty at number nineteen. Um, really, not much to say about it. It's an okay looking stadium, but you know it's about as irrelevant as they were in that Super Bowl blowout against Seattle. So let's ride, Broncos Nation. You're riding right into the seas of mediocrity. Enjoy it. It's like Drew Locke never left. So, so next, why don't you get into the end zone for once? <laughs> so our next um, stadium, we're going to our nation. We're going to our nation's capital, but no, the stadium is in Landover, Maryland. We're going to um, open in 1977. This is FedEx Field. Oh, and cool. it's the Washington <laughs> Commanders. Yes. Um, the capacity is 67,717. And I think no, I've the capacity to... is zero. Capacity yeah, is anyway. zero. Uh, but well, I, I mean, wait, I mean, 67,000 opposing fans. Yeah. JMB. I have to we go, we go, go back real quick because I, I think I forgot to mention the capacity of um, Empire Empire, uh, in Denver. That, that capacity is 76,125. Denver Bunkers Stadium is 76,125. FedEx Field in, um, Landover, Maryland, is 67,717. Once again, that opened in 1997. Joseph, we're going to go with you first. Yes, I'm going first. This is number 30. This is easily, hands down, the worst stadium in the NFL. It's not even a contest. This won by a landslide as far as the worst stadium. And I mean, I don't even need to say anything. You guys can just go look at the photos and videos for yourselves. I mean, where do you want me to start? I mean, I mean, fans falling out of the stands, you know, almost on top of players going back to the tunnel, freaking sewage pipes leaking onto fans. Like, and Charlie said the capacity is 67,000. Yeah, 67,000 opposing fans. Because if it's home fans, you consider the capacity zero. See, this, this stadium is a piece of crap. And, you know, why don't Dan Snyder might as well do something with the stadium that he always does with everything else, and that's throw money at it. Because that solves your problems. Yeah, you throw a bunch of money at Albert Hainsworth to do the worm and not do another damn thing on the field for years. You threw money at RG3 because you thought he could lead you to the promised land when he had one good season, and then he just fell off like the Baylor Bears did in football for years. And then... And, and, and then you assign Carson Wentz and a bunch of old-ass players for a long time. So why don't you throw money at the stadium, Dan? Oh, that's right. You're under investigation by the federal government. So guess what? This stadium might not even exist in the first and last few years. So why don't you stick that up your pipe, Washington fans? This is the 30th worst stadium in the NFL, and it's just as bad as your football team has been for years, pigs. Oh, I have no idea what to say with that one. <laughs> like, wow, wrath. <laughs> you know and, what? And and we and we have to make this very clear. Um, yes, JMB does go over the top with his response answers and all that. This is a character. This is a character that he's. Um, created. So, for those 
that may get for those that are sensitive. Uh, please remember, J and B is a character. Yeah, but it's also not my fault that he charges how much to park a mile away from his stupid stadium. Ticket just how much? So. We just want to make that clear because we you know recently J and B has been having his fun with an open mic. Uh, J and B is like the MJF of the podcast. Exactly. So, for those who put it in wrestling terms, or the Miz, depends on what wrestling program you watch. So, Marty, where do you have them? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a comparison, and Matt, I hope you don't get offended by this. I know where you're going. I'm not going to be offended. The high school that Matt went to first opened in 1963. The last time it had renovations was in 1973. Wow. And its infrastructure is collapsing. The same exact thing is going for FedEx Field. My God. If I could be honest... Why is this team still a thing? Forget forget about the stadium for a second. Why is this team still a thing? They have no fans anymore. This this isn't 1982 anymore. That team is long gone. 74 yards in the Super Bowl? (laughs) 40 years ago. 40 years! Yep, Doug Williams in the Super Bowl? Long gone. Long gone. It's not 1992 anymore. I'm so I'm surprised this this team is even a thing. So you have a, ra- a railing, a railing, gave way back in mm-hmm. January, and it sent yep. a handful of Philly fans tumbling at the feet of Jalen Hurts. A pipe burst last fall, and it sent questionable water all over the fans. And on top of that, from mm-hmm. our studio here. To Landover is about a good 45 minutes to an hour. Either way, you need to drive or train for a really annoying distance or sit in hours of traffic. From here to DC, traffic is absolute hell. This team, again, why is this team a thing? They haven't even made it out of the wild card round since 2005. No wonder the fan base has completely gone out of existence. You know what? I, I think the team should too. I think the team should absolutely go out of existence. Forget about the name change. How about a relocation, huh? A relocation would be nice. Yep. So uh, I'm, I'm predicting you have a number 30 as well. Yes. It is, FedEx Field is number 30. And it will always stay that way. And don't get me started on the on their owner. Oh my god, the owner's mm-hmm. shit. All right, but that's, a whole, that's that a whole party time. for all the reasons. <laughs> yep, number thirty from all of us. Thirty as well. All right. Now, now fuck that's you, Washington. Not, not... Oh, beep. <laughs> beep. Where's the button? <laughs> <laughs> So, with that, 
it's very rare that we hear Marty Monster swear, so. Hey, you, hey, you know what? This team doesn't even deserve to be a thing. Forget about the team. It doesn't even deserve to be a team anymore. Yep. As, jo- as Joseph said, it's most of the opposing fans coming to the stadium now. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Right, Let, let's go in. Cleveland, Ohio. First energy stadium. Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns opened in 1999 and in its capacity of 67,895. And we're going to go with Crystal. Uh, let me see here. And just so you guys, for those uh, um, just give a heads up right now. Chris is just gonna give us a few more um because she has to get up nice and early for work. And we are tape we um we do tape late in the night sometimes, so yep. Uh let's see, Cleveland Brown Stadium. I've never been to this one. I've never even been by this one that I can remember. Most of these I have some sort of uh personal experience to to pull through um and for some reason i can't even pull up a picture so i have no idea (laughs) so someone else go oh yes third first energy stadium also known as the factory of sadness you know and just as marty monster was saying of washington about a relocation cleveland i think you should relocate your team to the bottom of Lake Erie, exactly where your team is going to go for the first next few seasons. So, yeah, uh, no Baker Mayfield um, and just no hope. You see, you, you you teased your fans, teased your fans for a while, and then eventually you just became exactly what you've always been, the factory of sadness. So as far as where I rank the stadium – I'm going to give it number 23. It's mediocre because their their owner is nothing more than a bootleg Jerry Jones. That's all he is. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's got a decent location, but I do agree. I think that I think they should relocate too. Uh, but it's. The amenities are inexpensive, which isn't necessarily bringing in money. And obviously, that's a big concern. The stadium itself is okay, but it's not going to be very high. I am going to put Cleveland at number 22. That works. So, um, Krista has no response. Uh, I'm, I'm getting it right now. Uh, okay. I'll put it at 19. Hmm. All right. So, because we only have been doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, we're in our 10th stadium right now. Yeah. So, out of thirty. Yep. What's the next one? So, um, all response guys. Let's try to keep them to um thirty seconds to a minute. 
Mm-hmm. Going forward. We're going mm-hmm. to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Ford Field. The, ori- the original factory of sadness. Yes. Um, Detroit Lions. Ford Field opened up in 2002. Its capacity is 65,000 as well, just like Vegas. So let's talk, let's go to Crystal. Uh, I, I spent a year in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which isn't too far from Detroit. Um, lots of fans there. Obviously, they have a big, you know, big fan base. Um, big stadium, I would say. Let's see, what do I have a spot? I put them at 12. Um, you know, lots of capacity up. You know, fairly updated amenities. Um, yeah, I put them at 12. I'll give Detroit the benefit of the doubt. Um, they're not freezing during the month of December, which is good. And best of all, you're not snowing sideways, pretty much. Uh, it's actually it's pretty decent for a stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this one number eleven, which is a tie for Arrowhead. I have okay. Ford Field at number eleven. Pretty good stadium. They hosted the Super Bowl, and they hosted uh, uh, WrestleMania. So uh, yeah, pretty good stadium overall. Number eleven. So, okay, next one. We're going to Foxford, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, Gillette Stadium. It opened and it opened in 2002, same year as Ford Field. Um, capacity is 66,829. If Irving was with us, I know he would have most likely have the stadium at number one. Of course, he would. Yep. So, where would we have? The um, Gillette Stadium, Crystal. I have the I have the Power Gel. JMB first. I'm sorry. Yeah, go. I have the I I have the Power Gel Warriors at number 18 on my list. And sorry, Irvin, but you know, for a, a stadium that's sponsored by a product that's usually for men, your fans sure do act like little girls whenever someone roasts Tom Brady, just like I do. So. Yeah, you are the most entitled fan base in all of sports, and you're number 18 on my list. And, yeah, uh, you suck. Um, Crystal. Um, so UMass also plays there. Right? Uh, yep. Yeah. And so did the New England Revolution. Ah. Mm. Well, it must be nice for some of these colleges to be able to play in these big ass stadiums, you know? Um, <laughs> so, again, classic kind of stadium architecture with the open. The picture I'm looking at, the clouds, I'm sure they're photoshopped, but boy, are they beautiful. Um, 
talking about clouds. Vega. I mean, you know, I have a sucker. Um, big fan base as usual here. From what I understand, you can't get a seat ever. Um, so it's always packed. Um, I put this one at, let me see where do I got it. At, uh, 18. Okay. Body monster. All right. You know what? We'll make it 18 across the board. It is, it is a nice stadium, but it, it's a, uh, the, the location just isn't the best. Uh, and, and the game experience would suffer from it. And uh, the, thing, the thing that doesn't make this any higher is that the UMass football games, despite they're about 100 miles away from the actual campus. So that's a big disadvantage for UMass students. For sure. So I'd rather have the smaller stadium closer to the campus. Yes, I, I absolutely agree with that. I'm also putting that number 18. 18's across the board. All right. So this next stadium has been called Joe Bobby Stadium, Landshark Stadium, Pro Player Stadium. And now it's called Hard Rock Stadium. Hosted multiple national championship games, Pro Bowls. I mean, not Pro Bowls. I mean, college bowl games. Like I said, WrestleMania, Super Bowls, Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, Florida, Miami Dolphins, 1987 when it opened, 65,326. It was Joe Robbie Stadium when it first opened. And I'll just let you guys know, my parents were at that opening game in 1987. They were in an elevator, and they didn't realize that they were in an elevator with Don Shula. Really? Yep. Wow. He was quite a man. So, oh, yeah. You guys are going to figure out where I have this stadium. No, because number, one. I, like, number one for me, big time. Because I've been to World Series. I've been to Jet Dolphins games. I've been to Mania. Like, there's something special to me about that stadium. FAU played their first inaugural season, first few games there. I performed there multiple times. Like, I love that stadium. So. Well, in honor of Don Shula, I had this at number five. Mm. All right. Uh, I'll put it at seven because uh, I think he entered the Hall of Fame in 97. Is that right? I think so. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to fact check, fact check that real quick. Alexa. Yeah, that's what I was, was going to fact check Shula that. Into the, into the football hall of fame. The football hall of fame. Yeah, I almost said mascot hall of fame there. Habit. Okay. Yeah. Habit. Correct. 97. 97. All right. So I already put something at nine. So we're going to put Hard Rock Stadium at seven in honor of Don Shula getting into the Hall of Fame in 97. All right, Marty Monster. The only reason this isn't as high as those two for me is the location. 
it's kind of set in the middle of nowhere. The, the, the stadium looks pretty nice. Uh, if you find a club, well, do it. But I'm going to put this one at number eight. Number eight. And I think the thing is, like, um, there's another stadium where uh, another college uses on Miami, the Canes right. use it right. as well. So, how long has Hard Rock been the, the name of it? Naming sponsor. I think it was when they, when they had the Super Bowl. Uh, the last Super Bowl. Fact check for you. And don't worry, no pro teams will be playing inside the swamp because I'm surprised that those fans take time away from their Tim Tebow shrines to come see a game there. Yeah. You know what? The, the swamp is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just wondering if, like, the Hard Rock Corporation is going to do, you know, like... Because if, what if, if, if you remember the Seminoles, if I got this correctly... The Seminole um, Indians, they own um, Seminole Casinos, Hard Rock Casinos. The Seminole Indians own them. And I think the brand as well. Mm. So a lot of the cafes. So if you think, like, I think it's going to be that for a while. Mm. Because the thing is, like, if you go to the Hard Rock um, Casino, the Seminole Hard Rock Casino, um, in Hollywood, you get a nice view of Hard Rock Stadium from mm-hmm. the parking garage. So, 2016, they changed the name. Okay. Uh, so, it, 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 so, probably it, any upgrades that have already been planned and probably done. Well, they better do it soon because they're hosting several matches during the 2026 FIFA World Cup. So, they better do, they better do this upgrade soon. Yeah, because yeah, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And and I just want to say, if I got any of my facts wrong about the Seminole Indians and their relationship with the Hard Rock um, Cafe, Hard Rock Corporation, mm-hmm. I apologize. These are things that I, I kind of remember hearing. So we do our best here to give you guys um, the complete facts. So, what's next? Next, next we're going to Buffalo Bill. So, Oakid Park, uh, New York. It is Highmark Stadium. Opened in 1973. Yeah. At a capacity of 71,608. And I just realized I forgot to... Uh, I did say capacity, I think, for Hard Rock, so. Yes, Highmark Stadium, the home of a soon-to-be perennial champion and a bunch of flaming tables. Um, yeah, the, the, the Bill Mafia definitely fills out this old stadium every night. And like I said, it is an old stadium, but it has a charm. Um, you know, so despite its age and, you know, with strict competition, I do love the stadium, but it's only going to be number 26 on my list. Okay. Pistol or Joseph? I mean, Marty. 
Yeah, another kind of classic uh, stadium design here, probably in need of an upgrade, but, um, you know, what did you say the capacity was? 60? No, 71,608. Oh, 71. Okay, so really not that small in the grand scheme of some of the other stadiums we've talked about. I thought maybe it would be smaller because some of the uh, copies mentions that it's an intimate experience um and the, the picture i'm looking at doesn't make it look so huge but that's still quite a bit um good game day experience from what i can see uh but you know obviously older lacking the amenities if we put the caesar superdome down at 27 then i'll put this at 28. Hmm. Uh... As for yours truly, yeah, it's I think I think this stadium showing its age. I really do. Limited amenities, great tailgating, but that's about it. I'm gonna put this one. Uh, I'm gonna put this one at number twenty-five. Okay. Um, next place we're going, we're going to Green Bay, Wisconsin, Lambeau Field, capacity of 81,441, open in 1957. You know what? I, I, I honestly have Lambeau number one. This is my number one. Oh. I, I have, it's, it's an iconic stadium. It's like, look, it's like, look, it's, like, oh, it was 1957, but it has old school charm. It has the old school experience you want, you know? And it welcomes mm -hmm. its pilgrims and its hollowed grounds. It's not that far from the Hall of Fame either. And while it may get cold in the month of December, for Green Bay, it is well worth it. Lambo is my number one. I don't like to be cold. And the aluminum seats make me shiver even right now. Thinking about being out there in the middle of, of the winter uh, in that state. So it's historic and hollowed and all that, but I don't want to be uncomfortable when you pay so much money to go to a game. So that's kind of a hard one for me because it is so historic and it's Green Bay. Um, when they like when the NFL was formed, isn't isn't Green Bay kind of like the original six in hockey? Aren't they like one of the like original yeah. original? Yes. Football teams. Yes. So, um, I'm gonna go with four because I don't want to freeze. Um, for me, I'm going to put this stadium, and I'll put some Mr. Kennedy saying on it from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Lambo Stadium, um, is going to go at number eight uh, on my list. 
it is a classic stadium, and if you say it's not, you're a fraud. No offense to Brett Favre. Um, you know, um, you know, this is a uh, fantastic, um, you know, classic stadium that you can uh, definitely learn a lot from. So yeah, uh, number eight on my list, solid. All right. I hope everyone got the Brett Favre joke. So I, I just, I just want to make, um, I just I wanted to do some research. Um, when we're doing this with what I want to talk about, the Seminole Tribe of Florida and the Hard Rock Connection relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2007, the Seminole Tribe of Florida acquired a Hard Rock, Hard, acquired a Hard Rock International. What that means, the Hard Rock International is one of the most globally recognized in music entertainment. Um, like, uh, wait, uh, dining, brand, dining brands, which includes the world's largest collection of, of Authentic um, music memorabilia. So that's what their relationship is with with the Hard Rock brand. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I want to make sure I get my facts correctly. I didn't want to give anything um, mis misinformed. So, and that's coming from the SeminolesCasinos.com about 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 us. So I just want to make that clear because I do not want to be getting comments like, "No, that was not right." So. What an interesting so, partnership. Why? Right. <laughs> it is. Like, so, moving on. We're going to the Bay. What? We're, go- we're going to Santa Clara, uh, California. Uh, Levi Stadium. San Francisco 49ers. This opened up in 2014. Capacity of 68,500. This stadium has also also hosted WrestleMania. Jeez. So, where do we have this stadium? I have the house that Seth Rollins built at number nine on my list uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, yeah, this stadium is uh, it looks great. You know, people talk about Candlestick, um, you know, and it was a classic. But uh, I love Levi Stadium. Very environmental too, with all their solar solar panels. Christo, Marty. Uh, I I would I would place Levi higher, but you know, distance. And I mean, you're you're going up against the LA Rams in stadiums in California, which we'll get to. It's also right in the middle of Silicon Valley, which makes prices insane. I mean, it is California after all. But in terms of the stadium, it's a really, really great stadium. So I'm going to put Levi Stadium in San Francisco at number six. Okay. By the way, I know that everyone you know in that stadium is probably distracted by Jimmy Garoppolo's handsomeness. I would let him date my daughter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. uh, the San Francisco 49ers are uh, have an unfortunate location because you can't fit Jack in San Francisco anymore. Um, I lived there for a year. 
and I made the mistake of driving my Ford Explorer to San Francisco. Oh, and no. that thing was a pain in the butt to park every single day. That was right when smart cars were coming out. And I was so jealous of those people in their tiny little stupid cars because they could just <laughs> zoom into the spaces and I had to drive around the block 16 times. With you saying that, let me think of the Soft Hawk episode. That was where they all cool. ended up getting small, um, all, the, all the small cars and they're like, good for you. Good for the you. tires blew it. Her her tires blew it like the Warriors blew it three one in the finals. Uh, <laughs> so Chris, what do you have yeah, them? It's not it's not great that you have to drive so far, but I understand why because San Francisco is just packed. Uh, I don't like the fact that the tickets are really expensive because it is in Silicon Valley. Like, give your fans something. Don't leave everything up to the rich people. I put Levi Stadium at fifteen. Oh, all right. You know what? Because we are getting close to time with Crystal, I want to I want to go to this one next. This is the oldest stadium. Which is sort of field, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago Bears, nineteen twenty four. Ah, definitely shows. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say this one definitely shows. It's, Capacity it's, is sixty-one thousand five hundred. This 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 stadium's pretty bizarre. I mean, nineteen twenty-four. Don't you think it's time for a new one? I mean, That's what they said every year about their quarterbacks. But look what happened. Yeah, dang, yeah, good point. So, yep, it's 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 underwhelming. The present day, present day kind of. Mm, present day kind of makes it looks like Cincinnati. Let's be real. So Chicago, Damn. where do we have them? Uh, Chicago, I'm going to place. Uh, just going to see. I don't want to do any more ties. Uh, I'm going to put Chicago at number 27. All right. Crystal. Um, although I love the city of Chicago, um and all that it has to offer and its architecture and theater and sports and everything. Um, this, is a, this is a conundrum, this stadium, because they've done so many renovations. It kind of looks mixed up. Um, it's hard to get into. It's, you know, ah, uh, it, it's a challenge, that one, for sure. Uh, for me, for me, it's, it's at 29. For me, it's at 29 as well, right above the Washington Commanders. It's as slippery and slidey and, and terrible as CM Punk's wrestling, and it's as old as Virginia McCaskey. So, yeah. Um, don't we need a new one? Yeah, that's what you said about your quarterbacks every single year. You're always terrible, and just like you call yourself the second city because you'll always be second place next to Aaron Rodgers. So... Put that in your pipe and smoke in Chicago oh, wow. and CM Punk, you goon. Yeah. Wow. The only like... one that's the best in the world in Chicago is Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Rodgers owns your city like the Pens own the Cavs. Wow. Ew. And I, I knew you were going to give us a CM Punk joke, but. 
We're not going there. Yeah, call me Cody Parkey because I just hit it. Oh, wait. Hit it on the upright. Okay, moving on. And with that, I am out of you guys. All right, so. I just want to say that every time I come on one of these uh, unique episodes, I learn something about sports from all of you. I am not as big of a sports person as my fellow co-hosts tonight, but I love the mix of history that we give and the passion that JMB gives and the fun that Marty brings. And I just feel like I'm going to watch some football this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think we're at two hour mark right now. So I have oh no idea God. what time like what time we started. So for those yeah. listening, this is a double episode. Yeah. You're on part two pretty much right now. So Crystal, we'll um we'll see you on the next episode and for mascot news, where we'll give you the conclusion of Poe, as we all know, we have Edgar and Alan are back. So yeah. we, we are going to talk about that on the next episode. But with mascot right. news. All right, you guys. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody out there in Thank the you. world, y'all have a great week. Thank you. Okay, Charlie, so, where are we going next? We're right, going to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Lincoln Financial Field. Opened up in 2003, 69,596. But I mean that that's that's beer. Who cares? Uh, but their fans are passionate. This isn't about the fans. Therefore, I'm going to place Philadelphia at number seventeen. Like I said, okay, all right, and you can have as many ties as you guys want. I mean, I already had that's two. That's right. I know, so... I already have two. I think two is enough for me. <laughs> I have Lincoln Financial Field at number 17, the soon-to-be host city of a WrestleMania, one of the only stadiums that has a jail inside of it. Yes, for those of you football fans who didn't know that, yeah, the, the Eagles, shocker, have a jail inside their stadium because that's where they take fans who are unruly and who also are Eagles fans. Oh, wait, it's the same thing. But anyway, um, yeah, so this stadium, it's okay. Nothing special about it to me. I mean, maybe it's special, you know, to a bunch of fans who had a Super Bowl handed to them by Bill Belichick on a silver platter. But, yeah, um, yeah, Eagles fans, you have a mediocre stadium. Wonderful. And whenever do you have it at? Number 17. 17. Well, uh, so you got it at 17. So, okay, our next place we're going. Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Lucas Oil Stadium. Opened in 2008. It has a retractable roof. 
And it is 67,000. Uh, the cathedral that Peyton built. Yeah, the home, uh, the home uh, uh, Peyton Manning built and yep. hosted multiple NCAA um, championship games in football and basketball. And for those uh, in marching bands, high school marching bands, it's also the home of the DC, DCI World Championships. That is the Drum, Drum Corps International World Championships are held at that stadium every year. So, where do you guys have it? Well, See, I'm surprised that they – oh, go, go ahead, Marty. See, it, it would be higher for me if it didn't look like a basketball arena. I mean, as you said, it's hosted multiple national championship games. And honestly, I think that's really all it should be for. I mean, I don't I, – I just don't see this as a football stadium. Honestly, that's why it's not higher on my list. I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna put that at number twenty-one. I just don't see it as a football stadium. It's more basketball to me. Hmm. Interesting take. All right. Um. Well, Indianapolis is known for Indiana is known for basketball. So, yep. One one Yep. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, um. You know what? You know, I have this stadium at, I got it at number seven. Pretty good looking arena. Uh, I mean, stadium. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty surprised. I'm pretty surprised they're able to host drum competitions in here, considering with all the piped in crowd noise that Jim Ursay pops through, you know, just like one of his parties. So, um, yeah, it, it's the house that Peyton Manning built and the house that Andrew Luck tore down. So, um, yeah, and just like the Colts are going to be doing this season, it's going to be torn down. But yeah, um, pretty good looking stadium um, for the Colts. I like it. Um, yeah, not not much else to say. All right, where are we going next? Richard next. Um, we're going to Seattle, Washington, Lumen Field, home of the Seattle Seahawks. Opened in 2002. Capacity is 69,000. Yep. It, it has hosted Major League Soccer as well. Yep. Seattle Sounders. Seattle Sounders. So, where do we have them? And this I have them. Football wise. I have them at number 10. Uh, this is the home of the 12th man and one of the most intolerable fan bases in the NFL. Now, I know you guys hosted the Legion of Boom uh, uh, for many years. Or is that just the condition that your football team is in? Because it's literally going boom. Uh, because if your starting quarterback is Geno Smith, man, that's definitely an impact, right? No, it isn't. But, yeah, um, this is, yeah, the, the, the Seattle has one of the most intolerable fan bases in the entire world. And don't worry, now that Russell Wilson is out of town, your team is going to be extinct just like the Supersonics are. Yeah. So I have this at number 10. Well, the thing is, there's rumors that an NBA expansion uh, will, will come along and Seattle may get a team again. 
Wait, think about this, JMB. Yeah. Okay. There's a brand new uh, arena, home of the. Uh, I'm saying, mm-hmm. brand new arena, home of the Seattle Kraken. Also gonna be hosting AEW very soon. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if an NBA team ends up coming back. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Where do we have Lumen Field? Yeah, about that. This isn't 1979 anymore. Lumen Field, I have at number nine. Do I have to say? I'm, I'm trying okay. to make it all right. Number nine. Next, we're going to Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. This happens when you're up, up, up all day and you get in bed soon. So, Ravens. Mm-hmm. MNT Bank Stadium opened in 1998. Capacity is 71,008. Very odd. I know, 71,008. And eight. <laughs> so, uh, like... Oh, you know, really, really, you had to add eight seats, extra seats. Eight oh. extra seats. <laughs> well, well, those are those, those eight seats are probably for the press box, I tell you. <laughs> um, um, so where do we have them? It, it, it's okay, but... It's it's just a football stadium. Plus, it's right next to Oriole Park at Camden Yards, which opened in 1992. It's easy to get around, and most of the seats offer a good offer a good view. But honestly, other than that, there's just not a not anything really too special about M&T yeah. Bank Stadium. Honestly, I'm gonna put it at number 14. I have them at number 16, great game day atmosphere. Um, you know, nothing too special about the stadium, except, you know, all the special, uh, all, all the amazing players that have been, uh, that played inside that stadium, from Ed Reed to Ray Lewis to Terrell Suggs, many yep. of them. So, yeah. Yes. Okay, next, we're going to one of the newer stadiums. Uh-huh. Um. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yes. Opened up in 2017. And you know what? This has a good number of fans of 71,000 even. So they don't have the eight extra seats. They got it. Okay. Um, you know what? The, the stadium, being just a stadium, the stadium's really, really nice. And it's it's is, very unique. It's unique. Concession prices are well. And they have a Chick-fil-A. And they have a Chick-fil-A. Wait. Which is not open on Sundays. I was about to say. Shocker. It's I was about to say that's that's neither not not open on Sundays, neither are the Atlanta Falcons on Sundays. It's yeah. a very nice looking that's, stadium. It's at number four on my list. But your fan base is collapsing harder than the Georgia Dome. The the only reason it's not higher for me, it's only for the fact of a wasted opportunity. Chick Fil A closed on Sundays. 
when the Atlanta Falcons play. Therefore, oh, that, is at, that is at number 12 for me. And just for the hell of it, 28 <clears throat> to 3. 28 to 3. Might as well put that as a banner inside your stadium. Yeah. Next, Charlie. Next. Okay. We're going to East Buffalo, New Jersey. Met Life Stadium. So we're getting two mm-hmm. teams for one right now. The New York Giants and the New York Jets. This stadium opened mm-hmm. up in 2010. This is another stadium that hosted WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So where do you guys have Met Life Stadium? This one ranks at number 21 for me. It's one of the most overrated stadiums in the entire league. So it's all the way at the bottom for me. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. Um, I'm going to put it at number 23. Okay. If it, I'm trying to remember I said it was 82,500 to capacity. And I know I knew people that went to that stadium for WrestleMania and it had some of the worst experiences leaving um, that place. Because that was one of the longest ever WrestleManias. So. Also probably why it's so low. That's not sort And the thing is, we will try to get into that on the WrestleWage podcast. We have to talk to our other co-host, Curtis, and see if we can do a ranking of WrestleMania arenas and stadiums. So. Ooh. Oh, that's gonna be, that's, we just named a lot of stadiums so far that has or, hosted Mania. Or ranking WrestleMania itself. Who knows? So Ah, there you go. So no, now you. we're going to Nashville, Tennessee. Another stadium that hosted a, a, a premier stadium of fans for the WWE. N- Nissan Stadium. Opened in 1999, capacity of 69,143. With the condition that it's in, how this even hosts an event is beyond me. This is at number 28. So this is, you know, just above the Bears and Commanders on my list. How in God's name this even hosts an event? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, it's because you got kicked out of Allegiant Stadium, Vince, because you don't know how to book a show. Thank God you're gone. That's the stadium the, is old, uh, just like Vince. That, hey, save that for WrestleRage. Save your rage. Okay. And WrestleRage <laughs> is part of the OIW Podcast Network, just like us. Yep. And and you can catch myself, JMB, the Wizard of West Texas, mm-hmm. and Curtis, two times a week on your favorite podcast network. Bingle, where do you have um, uh, uh, Nissan Stadium ranked? I have that number 28. All it is is a Madden stadium, nothing else. Thank you, Nick. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Joseph, behave on this one. Uh-huh. We're going to Houston. Oh. Houston Texans. Yep. Oh, and all G Stadium opened up in 2002. Capacity is yep. 72,220. Yep. Another stadium that hosted 
the Royal Wumble, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Another WWE no, stadium. No, no, that, no. That, that was the Astrodome. My bad. Like, mm-hmm. I know it hosted the National Championship Games for the NCAA, so. Mm-hmm. Where do we have this um, stadium? So, I have this ranked at number... Eight, nine, eight. I 15. lost count. F- f- 15. I hit it 15 times on a trash can, so you know exactly where it ranks, Houston. Number 15, you're garbage, but your stadium is, is pretty nice. Yeah, mascot, I, it's awesome. Yes. Uh, in terms of stadium, I also have it as number 15. The retractable graphic roof is pretty nice, but that's about it. Average, 15. Now we are going to Cincinnati, Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Baycar Stadium opened in 2000. It's a Millennium Stadium, 65,515. Yeah, I only had the stadium ranked at number 24. It's not very hard-hitting. No offense to Vontez Perfect. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this stadium hasn't produced a lot of winners a lot of years, but Hey, I guess it's an okay stadium. If your stadium looks worse than the Browns, get a new stadium. Yeah. I'm also going to rank that at number 24 as well. 20. Okay. We're getting near the end of this for those who are all listening with us still. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys so, 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 so much. You branch souls. And like, and the thing is, like we say, we, that, I just saw myself in, in, in camera and boy, I did not like how I looked. But as we say, uh, um, this podcast, when we don't just talk about mascotting. We are um, fans of, of, we are sports fans and we are also fans of Beautiful structures, um, great entertainment, and all these stadiums have their great features that we love. With that being said, we're going to Raymond James Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the USF Bulls, and multiple bowl games, and another. Stadium that hosted WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it opened in 1998, but I didn't figure something out. I don't think that is correct. You don't think so? No. My sister, wait, graduated high school in 98, and she went to USF in 98. So and, and when USF opened up um, the football, they played at, at Tampa Stadium, at the old place, as well as well as the Bucks. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to fact fact check this one on make sure it's correct. But it's sixty five thousand eight hundred ninety. Go ahead, guys, give me a predict. Where, where do you guys have them? As I fact check. Back, back. I have them. I have them at number twenty. It is the house that Tony Dungy built. Screw Tom Brady. Um, yeah. So number twenty. 
fire the cannons. Pretty nice looking stadium. Um, I have this at number nineteen, mostly because I don't I don't want to do ties at this point. It's not higher because some venues have gone a bit overboard. Why the hell would you have? I mean, the pirate ship in the middle of the stadium. Interesting. And I, right. it, fits, it fits the Buccaneer theme. Oh, you know what? I have a new update on, on the yep. capacity. Mm-hmm. Because they added more seats. Yep. Which they, which they call the nest. And a nest, is, a nest, a nest of bandwagoners. Because it, it's record attendance for, for, for football. Was a 2017 national um, playoffs national championship game, um, which they which they had a total of seventy four thousand five hundred and twelve. Mm. So it looks like for a Bucks game, it's sixty five thousand eight hundred ninety. But like I said, I was just at the game at the USF game this year, and they have a new area called the Nest. So and that added some more seats. Now, so I don't know, you know what the um, new capacity is for the stadium. It broke ground in 1996, just to give you an idea of the time frame. So, right. so here, okay, capacity as two as 69,218. So moving on, we're going to one of our newer stadiums, which is going to be the another home of WrestleMania for this year. SoFo Stadium so in Underwood, California, home of the of the Rams and the Chargers. Where do we have this beautiful stadium? And it's 70,000. Marty, you can go first. I I have Lofi at number two. It, it, it's absolutely gorgeous. It is pretty advanced for a football stadium. I have to say, well, it is in LA. It, it, it's very well worth it. I have Lofi at number two. You said SoFi, right? SoFi, yeah. SoFi. SoFi, I have all the way up at number three. An incredible stadium. Not much else to say. Yep. Okay, next one we're going to is State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Hosted national championship games. Another one that hosted WrestleMania. So this stadium opened up in 2006. At home of Arizona Cardinals, 63,400 is the capacity for a football game. Where do we have it? I have it at number 16, kind of average, not necessary. Okay. Uh, I have State Farm at number 14. Pretty good looking stadium, hosted WrestleMania 26. Um, and yeah. Not much else. I mean, if you're giving me a lack of jokes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 
I, I actually have one joke. State Farm Stadium is also known as retirement home. Um, so <laughs> it's it's a it's a retirement home. So yeah, there you go. Next stadium we're going to is TIAA Bank Field, Jacksonville, Florida, Jacksonville Jaguars. Opened up in 1995, 69,132 capacity and a future home of a AEW stadium event. Sometime we all know it's going to happen if you're a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Where do we have the um, TIAA Bank Field? Which has 27. a pool. 27. Not, not the greatest looking stadium in the world. I have it at 29. Not this. And our last stadium is Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings, U.S. Bank Stadium. It, it, uh, it hosted the Super Bowl. Opened up in 2016 at 66,655 is the capacity. Where do we have this stadium? I have this at number five. The greatest threat to birds that there has ever been. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it is definitely a marvel. Um, I have it up at uh, number six as where U.S. Bank Stadium is going to be. And, you know, when you're looking at it, just make sure you don't be like Blair Walsh and miss the entrance by just six feet. Right. Well, with that being said, we want to thank, oh, yes, we're not doing the stadiums in Germany, England. Nope. Just the U.S. Oh, Mexico. Just the U.S. And we will give, let's say a little, sorry. We gained this all from Wikipedia. So, um, so we're going to say um, the stadiums are, are outside. We're not going to rank them. I'm saying there is one other one in the States. It's a Tom um, Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Just going to give That's you guys awesome. facts about that, facts about this one. Opened up in 1938. Uh, it's for the Hall of Fame game. And they're going to have 22,364. Um, they have a stadium in Mexico City, Mexico. I'm not going to um, attempt saying the name, which has 87,523, opened in 1966. Wembley Stadium in New England, in, in England, for the NFL London Games. It's opened up in 2007 with 86,000 people. Then another stadium, I can't even say, think about trying to say it. I'm just going to spell it T W I C K E N H A M. Opened up in 1908. 82,000 seats. Then another England stadium that um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. T-O-T-T-E-N-H-A-M-H-O-T-S-P-U-R. 
For all our listeners in, in England, we apologize if I'm saying it wrong. And, of course, they had their Germany game in uh, um, Alas Arena. That's A-L-L-I-N-Z. Open in 2005 at 75,024. There, there is a proposed out there for a stadium for the Buffalo Bills. But predicting to open in 2026. So, something be on the eye out. So, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this very, 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 very long episode uh, of the Mascot Support Group podcast. And we want to thank Marty Monster, Matt Bengal, for joining us. We love it when they come on. Um, we get some great comedic. Um, uh, you make jokes and all that fun stuff. We apologize for their for the pain in the pain in the um butt, Joey, yeah. for interrupting our great podcast, making us go much longer than we wanted to. Yeah, um, totally I unexpected think, on that. Right. Yeah. I want to. Uh, I I want to thank my. I want to thank my friends. Again, clean nutrition. Uh, I am sponsored by them, and um, they have great protein powder, um, protein drinks, uh, sorry, protein uh, powder, protein balls, um, pre-workouts. They have great products. If you go to Ogain.com, use the code MASCOTS, you get 10% on your order. I want to thank them so much for um, letting me be sponsored by them. So, with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And until next time, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media platforms and YouTube as us well. Too. And, of course, Matt Bingle. You can find him at Matt Bingle. Wait. Oh, my God. Uh, we're, on, we're on TikTok at Bingle2000. We're on Twitter at MMBingle1, though we don't use Twitter that much. We're on YouTube, two places, Bingo Productions and the Bingo Puppet Troop. And we're on Instagram at Dab and Bingo, D-A-B-B-I-N-B-I-N-G-E-L. That's where we go live every week uh, on Bingo Live. Come check us out. Uh, we'd love to have you folks in our audience. And, of course, we're going to put all of our hosts um, Instagram all the, all on the description. Be down yep, and Yes, they will be. And once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, when we have the, um, another furry and fuzziest adventure, we'll see you then. It's time for me to go to bed. I have to wake up very soon. So have a good thank night. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Good night, everybody. And good night.